What is going on, guys? I want to welcome you to another episode of the Paramount Podcast. I am your host, Thomas Michael Para. 200 pounds of nails and wood and all, that's good. Guys, today's date is Saturday, July 6th, and it is 9.08 p.m. on a Saturday evening. It is not Sunday. It is not the dichotomy of Sundays. Because, you know, I had to get this one done. Tomorrow's going to be a busy, 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 busy day. Um... You know, I could be out mingling right now. I could be out actually doing what I'm going to be talking about today. One of the things I'm going to be talking about today, I could be out doing that tonight. Uh, but, you know, another thing is I've been trying to keep my, I want to keep my word to you guys. Um, as I always say, trying to bring you value at least minimum once per week. And, you know, with you guys listening back, that's giving value back to me. So... We're here doing this, making that sacrifice on a Saturday night. But I could get this done. I could still head out and have a bit of fun if I really want to. Let's be serious, right? Let's be real. Guys, this is episode number eight of the Paramount Podcast. And we are going to break 500 plays with this episode. Currently sitting at 488 listens. Now in 11 countries. 11 countries. Unbelievable. Uh, Canada, Australia, US, South Africa, Greece, UK, India, Bangladesh, Brazil, France, and now the latest edition, Sweden. And you know, I know who you are in Sweden. Thank you for that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making the Paramount Podcast global in 11 countries. And thank you for everyone else who has been listening. Um, if you, like I said, if you could just see the smile on my face, you can probably hear it though. Please rate and review this on Apple Podcasts, you guys, Anchor, Spotify, Outcast, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all other major platforms. Uh, you know, it just helps me move up. Um, get this content out there. You know, if you guys uh, find value in this, share it with somebody. Uh, maybe somebody that needs it. And uh, yeah, just keep spreading the word. And remember to leave me a voice note on the Anchor app um, from any episodes that you listen to. You know, I can share that in the next podcast. Um, it's really simple, you guys. You just, you just hit the voice note and leave me a message, and I'll share that shit 100%. Um, and also, just send me, you know, a lot of you guys, I talk to you a lot of guys in the DMs and Instagrams and things like that. And um, Don't just send me podcast ideas, you guys. Send me things like books you're reading, recipes that you guys are trying out. New training, new diet, new everything in your life. You know me here at Paramount Podcast. We'd, we're all about all kinds of shit. We do everything. That's why Paramount is in the education category because we just talk about too much shit. We just do too much shit, you guys. We're all about living life here at Paramount Builders. And there was no lifestyle category, so we're going to make our own. We're going to make our own here. And uh, if you guys are familiar with the Paramount Podcast logo, I just want to mention what the hammer, the significance of the hammer. Well, Paramount Builders is my father's construction wood framing company um, and it's always been the arm and hammer for the last 35 years I believe his business is going to be in business for the last 35 years now and uh, the hammer to me obviously the arm means strength and you know probably hard work and but you know the hammer to me I mean it's basically one of the only tools that can build and destroy and I love that I love that. It can build and destroy. It can build the things you want, build the life you want, and it can destroy your mental blocks, 
you know, destroy your self-sabotaging behavior and all of your, everything that's holding you back. You can just destroy it and build it back up with that same hammer, you guys. Um, that's, that's the foundation behind the hammer. And you know, what have, I, what have I been up to? I have been, I had drove back home um, from my brother's place and I'm back currently in Regina, Saskatchewan where I was born and raised, helping my father out and all of the boys building an olive garden, the first olive garden in Regina. Yes, and I said it's Regina. I'm born in Regina, not vagina, although it is known as the city that rhymes with fun. Get it? <laughs> hey, I didn't make that up. It's literally the city that rhymes with fun. But guys, we're going to keep this podcast short and sweet because we are all busy as fuck. And it's going to be basically completely off of the cuff because I got things to do. You guys got things to do. And uh, so we're just going to get into it. Today's t- two days. See, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm, I'm stumbling over my own words. Guys. Today's podcast episode is too good at goodbyes, okay, which I'm very good at because I've had a lot of practice at saying goodbye, but it's also a blessing. You know, I love making new friends and, you know, in fact, as I had mentioned in previous podcasts, I think that we all should be making more friends as time goes often, but it's often the reverse. More people, as time goes on, have less and less and less and less friends in their life, less people in their life. Um, I just really think that it's, that should not be the case. But, you know, let's be honest. It is obviously easier not to make friends. It's, you know, it is work in a sense. You have to get out. You have to get out of your comfort zone. Um, and you basically have to force yourself to do it. But I think it's one of those things that um, you're going to lose in the end because I truly believe that quality friendships, um, they just compound all areas of your life over time. And, you know, why do I think that is? Well, you never know who you're going to meet or who you're going to meet through somebody or what you can learn from somebody new or why somebody does the things that they do. Um, it might open up an entirely whole new world to you. It might open up entirely new goals and obsessions and hobbies or whatever you want to call it. Um, you just really never know. And I would rather know as much as I can know versus not, I suppose. Um, you know, a little bit of a story here. Like The one thing it is when I go on a international modeling contract. Um, you know, I think a lot of people don't know, and I'm going to do podcasts about what exactly goes into traveling as an international model. And when I say international and why it's different is because you are literally traveling from country to country to country to country, um, you know, anywhere from week to week, sometimes usually contracts with, I would say would be about, um, two to three months. So about eight, to 12 weeks, and then you're off to another place. Um, and that can be very lonely, you guys, because you're, in my case, traveling alone. Now, I did travel with a girlfriend for some of that time, but um, that, those were the very early years. So mostly I've been traveling alone, and if I don't get out, if I don't make friends, I'm going to be lonely as fuck. Let's be real. And I'm going to become socially retarded. Uh, <laughs> So I just want to like, share a bit of a story with you guys. So when I meet people, 
when I'm traveling, but especially my roommates overseas, it's crazy how we become friends overnight um, because we have this understand, this deep understanding of each other because we're basically all there doing the same thing, uh, taking the chances in the fashion world, basically putting ourselves out there um, in a foreign country, but we have each other there to kind of lean on. And I've literally have met and lived with some of these people for one week. And I kid you not, not a word of a lie. And I've discussed this with them. Like at the end of a week, it's like, man, it's like, bro, or lady, bro. <laughs> I feel like I've known, I've only known you a week. I feel like I've known you like years, years of my life. Cause you're, I'm fully immersed with these people. I literally, if I'm uh, fly to um, France, if I fly to Paris next week and I decide to stay in one of these, what you'd call like a model home or, or an apartment, model apartment. So you basically are living with other models from all around the world, all different countries, speaking all different languages. And now, uh, now I'm in France. And which, you know, I don't, well, I don't speak French at all. I mean, I could, uh, I could, uh, I could say something like, um, bonjour, monsieur. Uh, J'ai une chambre pour deux passants pour deux nuits uh, avec douche. <laughs> Wait, bonjour, monsieur. Uh, J'ai une chambre pour deux pour deux passants pour deux nuits avec douche. So I basically um, just reserved a hotel room on the phone for two people for two nights with a shower. <laughs> Okay, so that's basically the extent of my French. But if you were to take like, you know, if I, if I fly to Paris next week, um, I'm in a country and there's just all, everything is foreign. The currency is foreign, the language is foreign, the city is foreign. And then I'm, I'm all of a sudden there and there's, I'm living with models from Brazil. I'm living with models from Russia, from Ukraine, from Argentina, from all over the world and we're all there taking those chances and we're all on the same we're all in the same boat we don't know the language necessarily we don't know where anything is but the thing is uh they've they've been there for a few weeks ahead of mine so when uh, a few weeks from when i arrived so when i get there whoever was there when they arrived and showed them all around so now it's their turn to show me around and show me where the agency is, show me where the markets are, show me where the gym is, show me where all the happening, hip hop happening places to go are. Um, they take it upon the responsibility because they know what it was like when they arrived to not know nothing, to not know anyone. So they have compassion and they want to show you around. It's kind of like a little bit of a family, but literally you're living with these people 24 seven and you get so immersed you feel like it, it, uh, it feels like you've known them forever. And it's a truly a blessing, I have to say. Um, and so when, for example, if I'm on a two-month or a three-month modeling contract, you have to keep in mind, if I'm going to be living with, say, five different roommates um, who are also on two or three months, well, just to keep it simple, we'll say two-month contracts. Everyone's on two-month contracts. And if we're all arriving at, say, one or two weeks at a time, 
So when I arrive, somebody else is going to be leaving within probably a week or two, right? Someone's already been there for three to four weeks. Someone's already been there to five to six weeks, um, seven weeks, and then they're going to be out on the eighth week, and I just arrive for the week. So I will. So the person who will be leaving within a week or two, I'm going to become likely good close friends with in that two-week time period because they're going to know the most out of anybody, where to go, what to do. And they're the one that's basically showed everyone where everything is, right? And then I got to say goodbye to that person. And as I'm there, people are going to be leaving every two weeks, three weeks. Sometimes you arrive, arrive the same time as someone else and you're there. You're both there for the extent of the contract. But um, oftentimes people are leaving a week or two at a time and people are coming a week or two at a time. So essentially in a two-month period, say if someone's leaving every one to two weeks, and there's five people there, you know, I could meet anywhere from up to like, um, I could be living with five people at one time, but in two months, I could literally be living with 10 different people from all different countries of the world. It is truly a blessing because I get to learn about these people and about where they're from and their culture and everything like that. But uh, my point being is that I'm very good at goodbyes. Um, and the whole point of this podcast was just kind of to get the word out to people to not be afraid of, of people leaving, not be afraid of getting to know somebody, even though you know somebody's leaving because of maybe the attachment that goes with it. Because a lot of these people I still speak with to today. Um, and some of them I'll never see again. But you have to enjoy, you have to completely absorb and immerse yourself with what's in front of you. Because, yes, I've done that with people that I have not spoken to since they left or I left. And I will never see them again. But there's people that I did the same with and... I'm still speaking to them to this day. There's, some of them are still very good friends. You know, so with that being said, I just want to give a shout out to Lucia and Derek and uh, Natalie and Regina. Some of, the, some of the uh, closer friends that I had made. Well, I don't know about closer, but, um, you know, definitely Lucia. Big shout out to Lucia. Big hugs to you. Miss you massively. Massive, massive hugs. And Derek, while well, Derek and me were the only boys. So when I was in Malaysia, these, uh, this was when, when I was in Malaysia. There was six, uh, when I arrived in Malaysia, there was 16 Brazilians that I lived with. 16 Brazilians, two different apartments. Um, and they were one on top of the other. They were on two different floors. But our balconies, we could talk through our balconies, right? 16 Brazilians, two dudes. <laughs> and one was Derek. Uh, from from Brazil, obviously, and uh, Derek Lopez Silva, I believe. Um, I haven't talked to him much, but we still we're still in contact on the Instagrams and everything. But if you can imagine, sixteen Brazilians, two dudes, fourteen girls, crazy, crazy. But 
beautiful at the same time. Let's just say I learned a lot about women in that model placement. <laughs> and then I'm going to move on to Hong Kong because we don't need to talk about that one anymore. When I was in Hong Kong, this is like basically the complete opposite, you guys. Um, I went from Guangzhou. I think I went from, I went from, I went maybe Shanghai or Beijing and then Guangzhou. Um, and then I went to Hong Kong and I love Hong Kong. If anyone has ever been to Hong Kong, you know what I'm talking about. Um, highly recommend visiting Hong Kong. Beautiful, beautiful place. Um, the point of the point of this, of Hong Kong is kind of the, in contrast or reverse to living with 14 other women in Hong Kong, I was in an all boys apartment. And now this is something that's absolutely beautiful. I lived with Mathieu from France, uh, Matteo Moreno from Argentina, Jacob from Sweden, Danny, my boy from the US, and then Augusto, um, AKA Ticones. And he also had another name that I can't, <laughs> actually, he was going by three different names. Point, the point being is, Mathieu was from France, Matteo Moreno, Argentina, Jacob, Sweden, Danny, the US, Augusto, Brazil, and then Thomas from Canada. I lived with five other of my boys. We, we had a group chat called the Hong Kong Killers because we were just killing everything, you guys. Six of us boys in an apartment for like, I don't know, two or three months, all from different countries. And English was like the only language that we could all basically communicate in. So I was like the English master <laughs> trying to teach everyone like how to speak back and forth. But um, yeah, and you know what? And the reason why I say this is because I, I'm still in touch with, I haven't heard from Jacob, but I still talk to Danny. Augusto, crazy story. I met that motherfucker when I went to India. So I've seen him again. When I saw him in Hong Kong, then I met with him in India. He was with the same agency. The world is a lot smaller than you guys think. And then uh, Matteo, I still have him on the Instagrams. We talk from time to time. And Matthew, I saw that fucker in, uh, when I was in France. Because I, and like I said, the world is smaller than you guys think. And I also want to give a shout out to Oriane from France as well. Beautiful human being she is. And I saw her when I was in Milano as well. Or, yeah, sorry. No, when I was in Milano and in Hong Kong. She was in Hong Kong as well. Guy, the world is smaller than you know. When I was in India, Teresa, Deepika, Dev, Sam, Hussein, Nordi, a.k.a. Naughty. The list goes on. I talked to Deepika, Dave, Teresa, and Naughty. Um, at this point, still, that was in 2015. And the list goes on, you guys. Shanghai, you know, there's Rafa, Nicolo, Ryan, some of my guests. In Greece, of course, Irini, Nicoletta, uh, Nicoletta, Angie, Irato, and Ksenia. Senya were all with, they were all bookers or the owners, directors of the agency um, or the scouts of the agency that I was in with, Agencia Models Greece, um, treated me like family. And I still talk to, to them to this day. Rina, Virag, some of the models that I was working with and living with. 
Um, I got married to Rena. <laughs> the guys, if I could tell you how many times I've been married in my life on camera, um, it's a beautiful thing, probably 30. But, and then on Australia, of course, there's some people that come to mind, Savio, um, Katarina Krakowska, and the list goes on. Um, I know Katarina is not an Aussie name. She's actually from Polish, or Polish. She's actually from Poland. She is Polish, and she is one of the kind of sweeter human beings that I have met. Um, I just want to say one thing about another example about Irini. When I went to Greece, I met her, and we met up one night and hit it off. We really had, it was a great time. We really had a lot of chemistry, and it, turned, it, it came up that she had a Greek wedding to go to. And I was like, really interesting, a Greek wedding, hey? Because I had never been to a Greek wedding. You always hear things about Greek weddings, right? And she's like joking, like, why do you want to go? I just met this girl, this, I should say, young woman, young lady. Um, I don't know, two hours, three hours, maybe? We had spoken, started speaking through social media um, because she had seen that I was posting about Greece and so and so and so, and she lives there. She lives in Athens. She's, she is Greek, um, partly Greek anyways. And so we, yeah, we met up, we went over some drinks. She showed me around town and uh, I think it was there for two hours and I just took the plunge. I took the plunge with a complete stranger and within, I think, four days of being in Athens, I was in, I went to a Greek wedding with a person that I had known for three hours. Now that might be crazy, <laughs> but it was exciting, you guys, I'm telling you. And when I went into my agency on the Monday, because I think I arrived on like a Thursday or Friday, they're like, well, what'd you do this weekend? I said, I went to a Greek wedding. And they're like, what? You've been in Athens for fucking four days and you went to a Greek wedding? Like, with who? And I'm like, well, I don't know, this girl that I've been talking to. <laughs> and then we met up for some drinks and now Irini is, man, she's in that handful, okay? She's in that handful of close friends. Easily. Easily. It was funny, kind of interesting one night, this is a side note, we sat down with each other and we, had, we were drinking some wine and we decided to tell each other um, the bad things, the things that we think are bad qualities about the other person, you know, because everyone can always be like, um, you know, like, tell me what you think about me. And you can say, oh, you're this, you're that, you're, 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 you're hardworking, you're determined, you're smart, you're this, you're that. We sat down and told each other the harsh truth about what we thought was the bad qualities about one another. <laughs> and actually, when it was going down, I think both of us were kind of a little bit like, okay, well, now it's your turn. Like, it was, it was harsh. It was harsh. It was brutal. It was brutal. We were brutally honest with each other. And then we actually found out some things about each other didn't realize that we were misunderstanding one another. And then at the end of it all, we were like, I remember telling her that I feel like we're that much closer to friends now because we broke back, we broke through that whole bullshit barrier thing. And that's what a true friend is. A true friend 
gives you the shit, tells you the shit, tells you when you're fucking up. And they don't take your shit. They don't, they don't take your pity party. And because of that, she's in that handful of friends. Because I took the risk and because I decided to just randomly go to this wedding. Point being is, and knowing that I was only going to be in Athens for three months, knowing that I was going to be leaving, but still trying to build these relationships. Because, you know, I've been back to Greece three times, uh, I think, at least three times. Yeah, three times. And I plan to go back again. Greece is... um, I'm not Greek. Everyone thinks that I'm Greek, but I'm actually not Greek. Well, maybe if I do like the, uh, um, what's that ancestry that who you never know it might come up. But, um, but Greece is special to me for a number of different reasons, which I can get into in another podcast. Got to keep the main thing the main thing here. But I would rather have to be you know too good at goodbyes and saying goodbye to Irini. Um, than not having anybody to say goodbye to or to never have to say goodbye to her. Like, uh, because we live in a world now where you can stay in touch a lot easier than when I first started traveling. There was no cell phones. There was no, I don't even know if there was MSN. Shit, my dating myself, but there was no cell phones. I had to call home using a phone card <laughs> from a grocery store in Shanghai and, oh man, the, has the world has changed. Um, but, you know, I just wanted to say, like, friendships or on a relationship dating note, you know, I've met some beautiful young ladies who were afraid to get close to me because I was leaving. Um, you know, you'll never know. You know, I've been back to Australia three to four times, at least three times, four times. I've been to Greece three times. You know, you never know if someone's going to be coming back or not. And, you know, my point being is not to make, not to just make friends to make friends or like to risk having your feelings hurt um, if you get attached and then the person has to move on because of a visa or because they, whatever reasons, you know, they don't live in that country um, necessarily. Like this is extreme cases, I suppose, right? Uh, it's a lot different than, say, just going out and trying to become friends with somebody who lives in the same city as you. But, you know, those feelings can hurt you or empower you. Remember the last podcast about feelings versus emotions. You can have the emotion of this person you've gotten to know and invested in leave. You can choose if those emotions are going to turn into good feelings of just being grateful for what you gained and be able to get some to know somebody new or those feelings you can choose and they can make you feel like you're at a loss. Um, you know, two special ladies come to mind. Um, when I think back over the last few years that were afraid to kind of get to know me and to see things, to see where things would go because I was inevitably leaving. And I completely understand where they're coming from. Um, and you have to do what's right for you. you have, they have to do what's right for them. Um, you know, 
And, you know, most people don't meet as many people as I do on a regular basis when I'm, like, out traveling. Um, So it's a lot easier for me to say goodbye, for now at least, because I've done it hundreds of times, maybe thousands of times, I don't know. But I also know that it's coming. Um, But, you know, if I didn't force myself to go out alone and to make friends... Um, or to take romantic risks, I would be lonely as fuck and miserable as fuck to no end, you guys, because I'm traveling alone. And so I have to force myself to do that. You just got to ask yourself, like, have, have you ever been in this position? Like, I know for a fact, um, one uniquely specially young lady, I did not do what I'm saying you should do right now. I did not get to know her because I was leaving. I kept telling myself all this bullshit stories and I was, um, my last serious relationship had ended. Um, it was a quite a long time at that point, but I was just still not in a good place mentally, probably trying to still sort out what I wanted, who I was. Remember about the, uh, trying to find my, I lost of, I probably a lot of identity in that relationship and I needed to find out who I was. I needed to find out that fourth person, which I speak about in another podcast. Um, and I didn't. I didn't make the move. And there's a part of me, you guys, that, that, that eats at me. That does eat it at me because she was extremely special. She was extremely unique and... Um, one of a kind and I just couldn't obviously I wasn't ready to do it but you just got to ask yourself are you lonely you know when you go for a walk in the park are you fully in the moment just enjoying the walk just walking just being there enjoying the nature you know seeing the reflection on the water feeling the breeze in your hair on your neck Or are you looking around at every human that passes by, that's walking by, driving by, running by, you know? Are you just looking around everywhere at everyone and not even conscious of your walk? Just wanting to talk to someone, anyone? Bump into someone, you know? Do you go to the grocery store, like walking around, eyeballing everyone with like one earphone removed out of your ear just in case, like... You bump into someone who's like wondering where the yogurt is or the peanut butter. <laughs> Guys, I, anyone, I can tell you, where, I can show you where the peanut butter is in any grocery store. But, you know, are you doing that? Because you're halfway there. You just need to take that step. Um, you know, we all do this. Scrolling through social media when you should be out socializing instead. You know, I've been there. We've all been there at some point. Um, Just looking for interaction. Um, I think that's a huge thing. I think a lot of people are losing social intelligence these days face-to-face. And um, or now we're getting into a generation that doesn't, has never even had it to begin with and doesn't even know how to start. Um... But what are you doing about it? Are you taking action towards it? Are you taking action to making new friends? 
Are you taking the risks of getting new people, even though they may not be in your life? Guys, not everyone is supposed to be in your life forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Okay? I'm going to do another podcast eventually here on, on that exact topic, that not everyone is meant to be in your life forever. Um, sometimes you have to remove friends or just not... Sometimes you just have to move on too. And, you know, you guys, I don't... It might sound like... Um, you know, why I'm fairly good at talking into this microphone, I'm, pro- you know, I would think I'm somewhat, I mean, I can talk fucking for 90 minutes straight, which is, blows my mind, but at the same time, it doesn't because, but I'm, it, I'm not a natural, you guys, it's a skill that I have built over the past 10 years of traveling and talking to probably thousands of people, thousands, and I don't think that's an exaggeration, to be honest, I honestly don't think that's an exaggeration, because there's been nights when I go out, by myself, uh, to more than one establishment in like a club setting type of a thing. And I've talked to hundreds of people in one night. Easy. It's like you're mingling. Now that is fucking exhausting. <laughs> it is. It is. But you can develop the same skill set to the point to where it becomes um, almost automatic. And not like automatic, like robotic or manipulative. You just get social intelligence um, and it'll really benefit in the long run. You, you're just able to understand people and able to express yourself better and you find a lot more people that you can click with. Um, but like I said, don't just make friends just to have a lot of friends. <laughs> um, you need to, to decipher you know, which ones are good for you and... Um, and which ones you can be good for as well. And I think you should always take those romantic risks. You never know. You might end up leaving with them. You might end up going with them, you know? Um, my sister lives in Australia now. Her life is in Australia. Her and her fiance and my niece, she's there forever. She's not coming back. She took that risk. And now her life is completely different from what it would be if she had stayed in Canada. Um, There's also two other Canadian friends, or sorry, another Canadian friend of mine, Ashley. Ashley O. Um, She's actually from where I'm from as well. Um, Well, in Regina. 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 And she met an Aussie man. His name's Michael. Shout out to Michael. Love that motherfucker. And guys, they're perfect for each other. She's living in Oz. She's been in Oz for years. She's like uh, West Coast Oz near Perth, I believe. I should probably go visit her. She's doing that because she took the risk. Another Canadian friend from Regina as well. Darby, who lives in Melbs. She lives in Melbourne. Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne. Again, took the risk. Now she's there. Guys, you will never know if you don't take the risk. You will never know if you don't take the risk. Just like that astronaut cowboy I talked about in a previous podcast, uh, Don't Hate the Player, Hate the Game, I believe, that the astronaut cowboy, if he never takes the risk on becoming an astronaut cowboy when he's a young little boy dreaming about an astronaut cowboy, if he never takes that risk, 
He'll never actually find out that he was never supposed to be an astronaut cowboy, but yet the complete opposite, a deep sea diver cowboy. And he's going to die not only knowing he didn't go after what he wanted, but thinking he was supposed to be that astronaut when actually he was supposed to be a diver. Guys, stop pretending like you don't know what to do and what's right for you. You know. You fucking know. We all know. I know. I know when I'm doing something that I shouldn't be doing. I know when I'm doing going against myself. I know when I'm sabotaging myself. And when you take the risk and things get heavy, I want you to remember this. Life is always going to be painful. But suffering is a choice. Crisis comes to you as fuel if you make it so. Boats only sink when the situation on the outside of the boat gets inside of the boat. Keep that situation on the outside. You can go through any storm. The rewards are in the risk.